How's it going, everybody? I'd like to welcome everyone to episode two of Motivate the Change. I'm your host again, David, and I um, just wanted to start out with a couple of announcements. We do not re represent any recovery or a group or any other support group. We are not experts on our claim to be. We are a group of people sharing our experience, strength, and hope. All right, get on with it. Um, first off, I just wanted to thank everyone um, for the last episode. I got a lot of great feedback. I've uh, been blown away by the support and also joyed by the people that have actually reached out and said that I've helped them um, or just something that I've posted on the, the Facebook or the uh, Motivate the Change Instagram. They've uh, commented saying uh, this is something that you needed to hear that day. The whole goal of this is to, uh, if I can just help at least one person, uh, uh, to success in my eyes. Uh, but just to get on with it, uh, the topic that I came up with today was uh, fears. Uh, fears. Fears before sobriety and fears after sobriety. Um, fears before sobriety. Um, I had a lot. I had a lot of fears. A lot of fears, a lot of things that I thought were actually fears and come to find out that really weren't. Um, one of my biggest fears was getting sober. Uh, for the longest time, for years, years, I knew I had a problem, which wasn't admitting it. Um, wake up after a long, hard night or a long, hard week of uh, drinking and drugging, and uh, I knew, knew I'd have a problem, but then I'd start feeling better. You know, I'd sober up for a day or two and start feeling better, and then before you know it, I'm back up at the bar, starting the whole cycle all over again. Um, I had that fear of missing out, that FOMO, fear of missing out. It was uh, it's the worst thing in the world to have when you're a, an alcoholic drug addict. It's the worst feeling in the world uh, to have that fear of missing out. Um, and then the fears of insecurities and fear, fear of God, uh, completely or higher power, uh, God of my understanding, uh, not to make things religious, but uh, I kind of lost them. Uh, before I was sober. Um, the only time I ever prayed was when I got in trouble. When I would get in trouble, you know, those foxhole prayers, please God, get me out of this. Uh, please help me. Uh, and then by the grace of God, quote unquote, I'd get out of, get out of trouble. I'd forget, you know. Um, had, uh, had a few enablers along the way that uh, would keep me from uh, really reaching the bottom. Um, friends and family, um, but it wasn't until uh, I realized um, from my well, last time I was sitting in jail, when my mother, uh, I was on the phone with her, begging and pleading, you know, praying uh, to, for her to get me out of here because I was scared. I wanted to get out of jail. Thought I was going to be in there for a long time. Um, Told her that I was going to get sober and clean up, clean my life up. I'd said it so many damn times. She uh, told me on the phone, I don't, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. And then she said, uh, you know, next month, if your dad was still alive, he'd have 30 years of sobriety. And while I'm on the phone in jail, I said back to her. And in those 27 years he was alive, he never went to jail. And that kind of opened the eyes up for me. Um, I knew right then that I needed to change my life and by the grace of God I was able to get out and 
make it to uh, make it back to the rooms of Ed Heck. Uh, I had been several times before, like I had mentioned in the previous episode. Um, but back to the topic of fears. Uh, like I said, fear of getting sober. Uh, until I had that gift, gift of desperation, uh, once I got out of jail, uh, my fear wasn't the fear of getting sober. My fear was of not getting sober. I was scared to death if I didn't do something now that uh, my life is going to go down a path that I did not want it to go on anymore. Uh, the fear of insecurities were, were killing me. I didn't know what, I, what was going to happen to me from day to day. Um, the fear of not knowing if I was going to be able to make it to work, uh, be able to go to sleep that night, to be, even be able to wake up to go to work. Um, it was a horrible, horrible feel. Um, and it's crazy. Once, once I worked the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, was able to get through it, um, a lot of those fears went away. Uh, a lot of my fears. Because um, the fears I had before were fears of pretty much getting better. I didn't really have any real fears. Because, I mean, I, I drink and drive. I, I do everything, everything you're not supposed to do. And I wasn't, wasn't afraid of anything when I was out there in active addiction. Um, getting through the program uh, lifted a lot of those fears, which reminds me of the uh, fears always reminds me of the nine step promises. I'm going to read them real quick. Uh, if we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we'll be amazed before we are halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity. We will know peace. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. The feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish, selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us, we will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. That's the whole goal of uh, 12 Steps of, uh, of Alcoholics Anonymous. It's getting those promises. Uh, when I first got, came back in the rooms, I hear about these nine-step promises, and I was like, what the hell are these things? You know, like, none of this shit's going to come true. My life's a mess. I'm just here. Hope, all I know is just to come here and just not drink today, not use drugs today, and hopefully come back tomorrow, wake up tomorrow, and do it over again. And the greatest thing is, as I did that, or as I went through these steps, I don't know how they work, but they work. These nine-step promises I was just talking about slowly started to actually come true. Getting that good job. Uh, getting the relationships with my family back. Uh, I've been so I've been an absentee cousin, brother, son for the longest time, uh, and those are the fears I have now. The fears I have now are losing that, um, losing the relationships I have with my aunts and uncles now. Uh, I've got cousins that don't even know I'm just now coming back around within the past year. They don't even really recognize me. And then and I got one of them that's 16 years old now driving. Couldn't believe it. Last time I remember, I thought she was 10 years old. That's how far and deep in a hole I've been. 
Um, and that's, those are the fears I have now, the fears of losing that. And also, I have the fear of going back out. Um, a friend once said to me, um, when you're a little kid, you draw lines in the sand. You know, you're like, I'm never going to cross that one. I'm not going to smoke a cigarette. I'll never do that. Then you smoke a cigarette. And then you cross that line. But then you draw another one. You're like, oh, I'll smoke a cigarette, but I'm never going to smoke weed. So you draw another line. Then you cross that line. You realize it's not that bad. Then you cross that line. You start getting a habit of crossing those lines. Until um, there's a point where you keep drawing a line in the sand and you cross it and then you don't come back. Because uh, you're either dead or in an institution. Uh, and that's what happens to a lot of us. Uh, and that's the fear I have now. I've pretty much popped, drank, smoked, snorted, anything you can possibly think of. And what scares me more than anything now is there's only one more thing I can do. And I'm afraid if I go back out now, that I probably won't come back. Um, I have friends dropping like flies. Every couple of months, I feel like somebody's lost their lives to this disease. Um, and, and it's, it's a hard thing to finally commit. But the thing is, if you completely commit and you're honest with yourself, you will achieve a freedom you've never realized before. It's the greatest thing in the world. Steps, these 12 steps I keep talking about, steps is an acronym. It's an acronym for solution to every problem sober. It's, it's the best thing ever. Uh, these, these steps give you the opportunity to face everything head on and to, uh, Instead of going around it, going under it, you go straight through it and you figure it out, you get through it, you put it behind you. And if it ever happens again, you can get through it again. And then also when you're helping others, you've been through that problem, you can help them to get through it. Uh, that was the, the hardest thing for me because I didn't need to learn from my mistakes anymore, my own mistakes. I can learn from all these other people in the program also. All these old, old times that they got years and years and years. And this I can learn from their mistakes now. I don't have to keep screwing up. Um, that was the, the biggest thing that light bulb in my head. You know what I mean? Um, I was, that's one of the greatest, greatest things I've learned now that I don't have to learn from my own mistakes. Um, I've realized that life ran on self will, will not work ever until you give your life over to a higher power. And or at least me, my opinion, uh, because my train of thinking, my thought process is what got me in the situations I've, I'm in and I've gotten in anyways. Um, and having that, that fear that I had to put all my care over into the care of God, um, that was a really hard step for me until I realized that it's the most relieving thing in the world now. When you just don't think about the past or the future, you think about it today and it's all God's will. It's all my higher power's will. You, uh, why am I going to focus and dread about things that I cannot control? It's the ultimate scapegoat. You got a, you got a big test coming up. Um, you got, um, a big promotion coming up at work. The more you stress about it and dwell on it, odds are things are going to go wrong. But if you just put it in his hands, it's going to work out the way, it wanted, the way it's supposed to. Positivity breeds positivity. If you just make today the best day ever, life will get better.
uh, and things will fall in place, play the way you should. Um, the fear of insecurities, fear of economic insecurities. Um, having relief from that is the greatest thing ever. Not being scared now, like is the power going to go out? Or am I going to be able to make my car payment? Everything will have, everything's, everything's got a plan. Everything's going to play out the way it's supposed to. And I owe everything to these 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, it's the greatest thing ever. But it looks like that's about all I got for fears. I still got some friends that are looking to come on here so you don't have to just keep listening to me. Uh, we can hear some insights from some other people and help motivate the change in others. I appreciate everybody tuning in and uh, look forward to y'all listening to me next time. I also wanted to add, if you want to be on the show, um, want to help uh, share your experience, strength, and hope, uh, you can either message me on here. You can go to our Facebook page, uh, Motivate the Change, or go to our Instagram at Motivate the Change. Message me there. Or also email me at uh, MotivateTheChange1 at gmail.com. Um, hopefully, uh, we can get some people on here and um, help motivate the change in others. Thanks.